What is up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Warthog Gaming Podcast, hosted by me, Hamish Hector. And me, Oliver Barsby. How you doing, Ollie? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all good this week. I was really worried um, when I saw the weather report a few days ago. I was like, oh, it's going to be so hot this weekend. My laptop will not be able to cope with a bumper Warthog podcast recording <laughs> session. Uh, well, you know, where I've got all these tabs open, I've got Discord open, I've got recording software open. I was like, oh, my laptop will not not work with that but luckily my gaming pc is here and it's just running everything so smoothly and i'm just mm, it's good to finally go with something which actually works how it should it's nice to not have to wait like an hour for it to cool down to then send me the audio file yeah that was yes it's just incredibly annoying but luckily now you know i'm on audacity it's all good all good for now how about you hamish how are you this week it's been a, it's been a decent week. I actually, uh, got some time to sort of relax a little bit. I haven't finished my dissertation yet. I still have to do quite a bit more of it. But I, it was my last week in Leamington, uh, before I sort of completely finish uh, my time at university with my tenancy ending at this house that I've been renting for the past year. And it was really good. I got to see some friends, obviously at a distance, but it was nice to actually at least see them. At just two meters away rather than through discord uh we got to play some D in person uh, i think i posted some pictures of us playing in the woods around uh various places it's really cool uh not not playing in the woods like larping just sitting down <laughs> and playing D in the woods, in the woods. yeah i'm not i'm not about larping yet but you know i, you I got know. into D by someone suggesting it's a good idea maybe that's <laughs> how i'll get into into running around in costume and then been playing a lot of Pokemon Go, which I am very excited to talk about because it was the Pokemon Go Fest. Oh yeah, I saw. How was it? Because I've, I've not actually seen that many people talking about it, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure if it's just the people I follow don't really play for much Pokemon Go. No, that's fair. I mean, it's, that's kind of surpri- it's kind of surprising how little information there's been about it because I think it was one of Pokemon Go's most profitable weekends in hmm. in years. I think they they put out that people spent a lot a lot of money in that game and I think that my feelings on the whole event are pretty mixed I think a weekend felt and maybe it was just because that weekend was very busy for me because I was moving out of Izzy's house uh, because I've been staying at her university apartment because some of my friends were staying at my one um so I was we were moving out of hers into mine so that, that I spent I spent a day losing that and then the Sunday I had D&D, so I didn't get a lot of time to just go and explore the event just during the day. So maybe that's sort of on me. But what I did see, I think, I, I, I spoke to a couple of other people. It did just generally feel a little bit disappointing. The challenges were cool, but the rewards didn't feel that amazing. I think one of them was like, you complete a challenge and you get 200 great balls. And it's like- that's a lot of great balls. There's a lot of great balls. And it's almost sort of a useless amount. You get to the point where you start, if you actually want to get other items, which are arguably more useful, um, particularly because Pokemon Go gives you higher catch rates based on like how many type of a Pokemon you've caught. So, you know, if you catch yeah. like one normal type Pokemon, you don't get much of a boost. But if you've caught like a thousand normal type Pokemon, it's much easier to catch another one. Yeah, what, um, what I'd imagine is, you know, people who are taking part in this event or still playing Pokemon Go probably racked up a significant amount of catches in the past so they don't and they probably got 
enough Pokeballs or Great Balls or Ultra Balls or whatever other balls they've added into the game um, since I last played. It's just those two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, they've probably yeah, stocked up on all them. Yeah, it's stocked up on all those. And I think that also you only have... You don't have that much bag storage. So sort of by giving you 200 Pokeballs, you've almost... Unless you've bought storage or are... You know, you just use every item you get as soon as you get it, which Pokemon Go isn't doesn't really promote. You almost certainly have to then buy storage, which oh, so is... Oh, just making you buy more stuff for giving you. It's like, here's the stuff, but you can't use it. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think my... They gave you some cool stuff. They had some new Pokemon in. I, I got some new Pokemon I didn't have. I think, having thought about it a bit more, uh, they also introduced a new mythical Pokemon, Victini, to the game. Well, not new to Pokemon, but like new to Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah. so that was really cool. But I think to go back to where I was going, uh, the main thing I would have done was because they had to cancel all of their sort of in-person events. You know, I had a ticket booked for the Liverpool uh, Pokemon Safari and they've sort of said, oh yeah, you know, we'll, when these events can go back on, we'll refund you, we'll give you a ticket for that one or you can ask for a refund, um, but we'll let you know more information when that time comes. I think what would have been a really easy fix was they just say, they just put an email to everyone that had bought one of these Safari tickets, because I think there were three or four that had to get cancelled. There were, there were quite mm-hmm. a few. Yeah. And they should say, hey, you bought this ticket either the weekend or the just the single day. Thank you for supporting us. Because of the ongoing pandemic, you know, it's we've not been able to reschedule these as quickly as we would like to. So what we're going to do is the regional exclusive Pokemon that would have been spawning at that safari zone are going to spawn for every player that buys the GoFest ticket. If you would like, you can either now have another opportunity to get a refund, or if you don't want a refund, we'll give you the GoFest ticket for the weekend for free of charge uh, and maybe a couple of extra items, you know, some bag storage, some super incubators. Mm. Would they be the same price, the uh, GoFest ticket and the safari ticket? Uh, I think the one day... I can't remember if I got one day... I think the GoFest ticket was more expensive. Okay. But it, for me, at least, if they'd said, hey, you get the GoFest ticket for free, all the regional exclusive Pokemon... Because that's the main reason you go to the Safari Zone is to get a Pokemon that you can't get where you live. Um, but they put them in all the game and give you some free items. They're probably banking on, you know, when it when everything does go back to normal, that... But- People will still want to go attend these events, I guess. Yeah, um, but I think yeah. in many ways it was very good. I just think it it could have felt a little, in terms of an event itself, very well done. But I think it could have just felt a little bit more value for money. Yeah, uh, I think because I think to really get more out of it, I had to spend more in the game. And considering it was fourteen pounds, which was a lot. Oh, that is a lot of money. I thought it was about a fiver. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Considering the other ones have been like a fiver for what it was it wasn't significantly better Mm. uh so yeah that would that were that were my thoughts so that's sort of been where i've been with that that's been your week but it was it was a lot of fun and there's more stuff happening i don't know uh they people unlocked this stuff again i think they would have unlocked it regardless of how many people played but there's now a dragon type week that people are quite excited about because uh gibble and dino 
the pseudo-legendary dragons from Gens 4 and 5 have been very difficult to get in the game. And now they're supposedly going to be a lot easier to get for this one week. So players, including myself, are going to be running around looking for those Pokemon. Nice. Well, whilst you've been running around um, catching Pokemon, I have been continuing my journey in Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it is... In the last week, I really talked about how fun it was, just the exploration and stuff. And I think one thing which did disappoint me at the start was about the storyline. You know, I just didn't really... I didn't care that much. I was like, oh, it's it's a nice enough story. You know, um, the Mongols invade uh, the island of Tsushima before trying to reach Japan. Um, and there's loads of other stuff I won't spoil. But then all of a sudden I just had a massive play session last night. I was like, I want to play loads of this tonight. Um, progress further. And it just completely opened up and just destroyed my expectations. I'm like, excuse me, why is the story just got really good? Okay. And I'm now thinking Ghost of Tsushima is the best open world game I've played since Breath of the Wild is my my big bold statement. Um, you know, I'm I'm now playing it on the hardest difficulty. They added a new insane difficulty. Um, it's not actually that difficult in my opinion. It's just like yeah, everything's essentially a one shot kill, including you now, which is quite fun. Oh, like they do something like that in Kingdom Hearts, uh, where yeah, yeah, so it's like critical mode, so you are stronger and but weaker in terms of like your health and enemies are stronger yeah your katana like is much more powerful you can kill if you actually hit enemies you can probably kill them in two shots but they again can do similar damage to you um you know the the jewels in the game like the big boss fights they are fantastically made my only complaint is obviously they can't be replayed but i guess that doesn't wouldn't really make sense if these people who you kill in jewels would just re be reborn and be like yep you can you can fight us again um maybe in like a boss rush maybe yeah i mean they could do something with his like dreams or some sort of reflection thing um but yeah ghost of tsushima that's all i'll say it's incredible game if you got a playstation um i would cannot recommend it enough as a game um i hope it well i don't think it will come out on any other platforms but hamish if it does definitely pick it up (laughs) Well, Death Stranding and Horizon Zero yep. Dawn are both Horizon on PC, Zero Dawn so. does suggest uh, Death Stranding is a bit more iffy because it's Kojima's uh, Kojima's yeah. like studio is not owned by Sony. But yes, aside from that, um, I've been up playing Fall Guys, the beta for Fall Guys, which is the Ooh. it's made in by Mediatonic, so it's a Leamington-based studio, which is um, always good. You know, nice. support their local developers. Um, and so I've been following this since. E3 2019, I think it was announced that, and it looked incredibly fun. Um, it's essentially, if you have you seen Takeshi's Castle? Uh, no, I have not. It's the game show which is on like, like Challenge or something. It's like a Japanese-based one where, it, a bit like Total Wipeout, I guess, um, but like a bit more okay. crazy. Um, and essentially, the game is just literally Takeshi's Castle, the game. Um, to put it crudely, oh, okay, that sounds really cool. Um, so it's like a 60 little fall guys get into a little <laughs> course and then you have to get to the end and if you're not in the top however many people you get eliminated and then it goes on to a next round and there's another course or challenge or some sort of game um, and you play that and then you get eliminated and eventually gets to the final round and it's like you have to race up to the top of this hill and grab the crown and there's loads of crazy stuff happening so like one of them is like it's an obstacle course where the doors open and close one of them it's um, you're on like a big sort of spinning wheel no, a spinning sort of like a cylinder 
and you have to make sure not to fall off, like a rolling log sort of minigame. Um, and it's just really fun, and I think what's going to definitely make this game explode in the next few weeks or months is that it's coming to PS Plus for free uh, at launch. Oh, yeah, that's going to really so, help. Yeah, it's, that it's um, Rocket League. Rocket League, yeah. So it's coming out, I think, this Wednesday, actually. Um, or maybe even earlier. I think it's the 4th, which is Tuesday? No, yeah, Tuesday. Um, so oh, I think nice. it's coming up for PS Plus right then, and it's coming to PC as well. Um, and it, it's just... You know, I think it's, it's one of those games where it's really unique um, and... The, it has obviously multiplayer with your friends as well, and I think it's going to be one of these games which definitely takes off. Um, it'll find its audience, it'll find a niche audience as well, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. That all sounds really, really cool. Um, I've not seen Takeshi's Castle, but I think the um, the idea of sort of this you whittle people down kind of thing sounds right up my street. So I might see if it's on PC, but also I've I've got plenty of other games to play, unfortunately. Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's on PC and it... Uh, don't think it'll have the highest specs required. Um, I can imagine, probably not. Yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. I've I've also been playing Outer Wilds and want to get into Assassin's nice. Creed Origins, but not played <laughs> enough of those this week to really talk about them. Uh, so instead of doing that, let's talk about some stuff that has happened this week. Uh, starting with a little update to a story we did last week. Oh, this is the news, by the way, for anyone listening trying to keep track of <laughs> what's going on. This is gaming news. Uh, we've got a, a slight update to at least part of our Twitch US Army story whole thing. Um, so, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, AOC, as she's also known, were was one of the things she wanted to do was have a vote that the army shouldn't be using Twitch to recruit people. Yeah. And uh, despite uh, some very well-liked speeches by people on Twitter, uh, she was unsuccessful. It was voted down in... Uh, you will know which one it is. Uh, the House of Representatives. It was voted down. Um, yeah, pretty heftily. You know, the lots of the Democrats sided with the um, Republicans in the vote. Um, it was, yeah, forty-five yays to one hundred and five nays. Um, the majority is not in favour of Alexandria Ocasio's bill. Um, essentially, this is a sort of amendment to a appropriations bill, which is like a money bill for the Pentagon's budget. Um, Mm. and yeah, so the amendment which would have stopped them being able to use money to stream on Twitch was, um, voted down, which it's, it's surprising in a way, but not surprising when you think about Congress. Um, you know, if, if you saw the, um, what was it? The, not interviews, um, the sort of session they did with the, with, um, Jeff Bezos uh, Mark Zuckerberg and the like of these big social media and tech heads. No one um, understands it. No, none of them understand anything to do with technology. It's a sweeping generalization, but lots of these senators and lots of the congressmen have no clue. You know, they, they just go, big tech bad, and that's about it. Or they're like, no, it's fine. Yeah, it's. I think it was very obvious or when Facebook had that problem before as well, um, to do with like election stuff, and like, they were just asking some basic information yeah, to no one knew anything. about Facebook, and it's like, N- what are you? What are you? Why are you asking this question? It's just Did yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you can tell. I think Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, actually tweeted afterwards saying like, yeah, imagine trying to explain to your colleagues who are members of Congress what Twitch is, 
Um, you know, they they don't know what Twitch is. They don't know the size of it. I, I imagine lots of them just think it's a little tiny thing, which no one really uses because they don't use mm. it. Or, but I think, yeah, her speech I thought was very convincing. Um, you know, it's true that people as young as twelve and younger probably do use Twitch, and seeing these people being recruited by marketing heads at the army is a very questionable. Um, in my opinion, but it's going to go ahead now. Um, I expect, you know, once it's since it's already been passed now, I don't think it'll change for a f- good few years now. No. Um, though I think this doesn't have any update, though, to the other half of the story, which was whether they can ban people, whether the US Army are allowed to ban other users on Twitch from yeah. posting. I, I don't think that, I think they. I think it's kind of in sort of. It looks like they won't be able to ban people from their platform, um, which will kind of you know bomb what they could. Pro- well, I don't know if they could just you know make chats just disable all the chats. Um, probably not as well. Yeah, they, uh, they'd have to look at all of the rules because yeah, you sort of. But m- m- there might be some sort of thing to say. Oh, you can turn off chat completely because then you'll get you're not picking and choosing. Yeah, I Maybe think they, they could, could probably do that, but then. I mean, they're not, they're not, um, you know, they don't really stick by the rules on Twitch anyways. If you looked at the uh, giveaway that they were doing for an Xbox yeah. Elite Series 2 controller, you click on the link and it's just a, a recruitment page without any reference to the prize. But yeah, apparently um, you could, um, if you rec- if you signed up, then you were entered into a draw, but it was very not clear that that was the case. That's, yeah, and it's a very, very... Mm, not the best way to market recruiting someone to the army where they potentially will be in the line of fire saying hey at least you got an xbox at least had a chance to win an xbox controller yeah there's also like one other thing i wanted to add to talk about aoc a little bit more apparently she's very into league of legends she said that she got um she was tweeted about how she managed to rank at a certain point in in league and she was very excited about it and i think that's pretty cool that she is kind of aware of this newer media and is kind of into it all yeah i mean you know she she is one of the most talks about politicians despite being in her first term as a uh, junior house of representatives member in new york um you know lots of the republican party without getting too much into the politics they are incredibly scared of her um you know she's re-energized sort of quite a large part of politics all of her videos go viral um like the C-SPAN videos of her talking in Congress. Um, she's very well spoken. And she's incredibly well spoken. Fantastic at arguing her point. I again yes. don't want to go too deep into <laughs> politics on this show. Agree with her or not? Every time I see her speak, I'm like, that is a very convincing argument. And the way she's able to argue, I, I particularly liked her. She did a speech about um, being a bad guy and sort of asking about what sort of checks and balances there were on. Yeah, I remember that. Um, positions of power. Yeah. No, but she's, yeah, watch, watch his space for Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Um, she'll be going quite far, I think. And hey, if it all goes wrong, she could just become a League of Legends Twitch streamer. Well, if uh, if 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 you're Joe Rogan, you would probably disagree with that. I'd say he would say there's no point playing, no point Alexandria Ocasio playing any video game. She'll never make any money. <laughs> yeah. So that is our second story. Is obviously Joe Rogan on his huge podcast the joe rogan experience uh has talking about yeah sort of a very anti-gaming stance he looked at it from 
I think he compared it to say running a gym. Uh, so you know, if you you can go and play video games, yeah, it was you can like just a dojo, jujitsu dojo, or something. Do that. Whereas, yeah, if you go and get trained in jujitsu, you can learn. You can actually see yourself really, really progressing in real life. You can improve your fitness, and then maybe one day you could be so good that you become your own. Uh, I don't know what the official terms, but like your own master. You can start yeah. your own dojo, start training other people, start making a business out of it. All this other stuff, uh, ignoring the fact that. Lots of people make a lot of money in video games, not just as Twitch streamers, but even as people making video games. It's the biggest entertainment industry by far. Yeah, I think, you know, when I first listened to this, I was like, Joe Rogan, you know, just just shut up. <laughs> um, but I have, you know, I dealt, excuse me, I delved further into um, sort of the context around it. And it, it, it appears... He's more talking about video game addiction, I think. Um, you know, he he himself was addicted to Quake Champions in the past. Um, he would play it for 12 hours a day. I'm pretty sure there was rumours or some comments going around that he, in the 90s, paid like £10,000 a month um, so he could have a LAN set up in his house to play Quake without any lag. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, and he's now like stopped gaming because it was such a problem for him. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people also picked up on that. You know, he mentions in the show, uh, sort of just after this cl- this one clip that's gone viral, that they have a gaming thing set up in his studio and he won't go in that room because yeah. he, he can't. And I think that a lot of people have sort of said the way he's talking about video games is sort of the same way that, say, someone that's a recovering alcoholic might talk about exactly. alcohol or yeah. all these other things. So I think that, yeah, he's very negative them and sure some of his comments are... I think a little bit uninformed about some modern gaming stuff, but also I can very much see why he is anti-video games. If you if you do struggle with an addiction or have struggled in adi- with an addiction in the past, it's good to, you know, exactly. he, he's putting yeah. out his feelings, making sure other people don't go the way that he did. Yeah, I think it's a lot of, you know, why there's been so much outcry about this is, of course, that, um, you know, I think Joe Rogan is talking about that 1% time where people will play video games day in day out to the point where it does negatively impact their um, relationships their career their education um but obviously you know lots of people have heard these sort of things their whole life saying video games are a waste of time you know it's a problem why people are playing video games it rots your brains when of course you know people play video games for fun and i think that's what lots of people sort of didn't didn't like him saying you know it's just a hobby um and if you're invalidating someone's hobby What's to stop you saying, you know, oh, well, watching sports is a waste of time. Um, Doing jujitsu is a waste of time. Doing any, just doing anything which isn't actively progressing your career is a waste of time. You know, it is okay to enjoy things. You can just play something and be like, oh, yes, I'm glad I had fun doing this. This has really helped me, you know, have a nice rest and relax at the end of a hard day or hard week or whatever is going on in your life. Um, yeah, it's nice just for something to be. You don't have to work at it. You can just no chill. I think there's a lot of people out there who you know everything they do has to have some purpose. Um, sometimes you know it's like well, if you're not doing something which doesn't lead to your success in the future, or it's not beneficial to making you money or getting you some connections of some sort, they will be less likely to do it. And I think obviously for those type of people if you're playing video games and just for fun it might be you might be like hmm i don't really want to play what's the point but yeah video games are fun play them if you want just not 12 hours a day if you if you have a job 
Yeah, stay safe. And talking about playing video games... <laughs> the most general segue <laughs> in history, <laughs> talking about playing video games. <laughs> Halo Infinite multiplayer is seemingly going free-to-play, uh, and this is really interesting on two fronts. So firstly, there were rumours about this, uh, to which uh, the Halo official account on Twitter responded that uh, the, this tweet saying Halo is for everybody we can confirm that hashtag Halo Infinite Multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 FPS on Xbox Series X more details will be shared later yeah and sure Ollie this is very very cool that Xbox is you know giving players something to free to play on their Xbox Series X can't complain about that but I think it could be more interesting for us to talk about unless you have something you want to say about this uh, this could tie into rumours that Xbox Gold, or at least the yes, well, online component of Xbox Gold, could also be going free to play. Yeah, because... I um, yeah, I agree. I wrote an article about this actually yesterday, um, when the rumours first spiralled. Um, it was from Smiths, wasn't it? First, and then it got confirmed. Um, yeah, I think you know Halo going free to play is n- well, it it can either go one way. I think number one, yes, as we said, it will be Xbox Gold will be free or it's just trying to monetize it in a battle pass model. I think Xbox Live going free, as you said, could massively make sense for Xbox for two reasons, I'd say. First reason, um, you know, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is the product. We we talked about this last week. The Xbox Game Pass is like insane in terms of what it has. Uh, and the ultimate one for ten ninety nine gets you all the Game Pass games, X Cloud and Xbox Live Gold. Now, if they just scrap Xbox Live Gold, what they could do is just have this one centralised, big, just Xbox Pass. And if that's the product where you can play every game, you can play it all online, you can play it on your phone, PC, all these consoles, I think it could do huge things just for the subscription service in general, making sure that, like, this is where all the focus goes to, rather than just, oh, well, I'm paying five ninety nine for Gold a month. I don't want to pay more for Game Pass as well. So I think that's... Yeah. That's the first reason. And then the second one, and then uh, I'd love to say what you think, is, um, you know, the Xbox Series X at the moment is behind against the PlayStation 5. You know, there's been statistics released this week. Um, 84% of... It was a bit misleading statistics because it was before the last Xbox event, but 84% of UK gamers interviewed said they would probably get the PS5 over the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's no secret that the Xbox has not been as well received. And I think cutting the cost of playing online, because I don't know if Sony will, they could do in response, but I don't know if they would. Um, it's a great step up to be like, hey, look, our console's cheaper. You can play games, for, multiplayer games for free. Potentially even the console will be cheaper. There's been rumours they're waiting for the PS5 to announce its price, and then they'll announce their price for like 50 quid cheaper. Um, and that is, yeah. I think, a good way for them to sort of win back more people. Be like, well, we have the cheapest gaming experience for, I don't know, 350 pounds or 400 pounds and 10 and like eight pounds a month you can play every xbox game for free online including halo um you know that's a very good sell uh for the xbox series x i think yeah i think i i because I, I think you're right sort of the idea that trying to really make it good for people to get in on it and i think the idea of online going away again is like trying to entice people in because I mean, the main thing that Xbox Gold for kind of is now, sure, it lets you go online, but it's more about the fact that you get, you know, one or two free games every month. Oh, actually, no, it's four free games a month if you 
but they've just not been very good recently, to be honest, have they? I, I think. I look at them compared to the PlayStation Plus ones. You know, I've talked about Fall Guys. It was uh, the Modern Warfare 2 remastered campaign, which released like a year ago, um, is also free. And they, they've had stuff like Battlefront 2, Call of Duty World War 2, um, I think Journey obviously was free as well. They've had so many fantastic games. And I look at the Xbox ones and I'm like, you know, if you're paying the same price, you'd feel a bit hard done by yeah, I think well, some of the, I think it sort of also ebbs and flows. I think earlier in the year, Xbox was doing some amazing ones when Sony was doing some pretty awful ones. So mm. I think that sort of, I think for the the you have to look at over the whole year because I think there were times yeah. when the Sony one I had the same thing and thought, oh, you're getting this great game on Xbox. Why would you have PS Plus? But then you know, the next month it's swapped around again. So it's looking at all of that. But yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Particularly, you know, they could do away with it and do they just get people into their one subscription model? Uh, maybe those free games with gold instead of giving them away for free they just get added into the subscription service and yeah i'd expect i'd expect they'd have to um they'd have to reduce the price of game pass um if it was all made free because game pass ultimate sorry um ultimate includes um xbox live gold as well i think so if they were removing the yeah those they might they might need to look at it though because ultimate does include gold but it does also include uh PC and it does include xCloud so they do need to be careful but I think also on your topic of like trying to convince people I think yeah I agree that it'll be good to see what people think of the the consoles now because I think it was kind of unfair when people were doing all of these polls about oh which console you're going to get when it's like well we've only had we've like it, you do it like a couple of days after or a week after the the Sony event before the Xbox events happened it, it's overwhelmingly in terms of console I think Definitely, PlayStation Five will sell um, huge amounts more when they first release. You know, there's not. I still don't think there's many reasons to buy the Xbox Series X console uh, at launch. You know, I think in two years okay. the Xbox Series X might be a sleeper hit. Um, you know, when people, when all the games stop coming to the Xbox One, and when companies start saying, "Okay, we can't make them for this. We, our games are too powerful to run on the Xbox One now." Um, the key for Xbox then is getting people to switch to the Series X rather than the PlayStation 5. And I think yeah. what they could be trying to do is go, okay, we've got two years sort of where we can be like, you can play games on the Xbox One. So lots of the Xbox One owners will stick with that console. We've got two years to show we can make great games. You know, we can make good exclusives to com- compete with the Sony exclusives. That sort of, I think, is a good tactic. It's delaying the shift in a way from Xbox fans to be like, here, look, we can prove ourselves to make good games. And now all they have to do is go out and prove that they can make good games. Um, that remains to be seen, but we'll see. Well, yeah, well, um, to sort of pause this conversation for a second, because this is basically going into our topic now. So yeah. what I want to quickly do, because there, there's some others I want to say, and I want to keep talking about this, but I don't want us to basically say everything now and then repeat it in <laughs> 10 minutes' time. Yep. Because uh, our topic for the week is going to be a an Xbox Series X versus PS5 debate. So I want to just quickly say, there was some Marvel's Avengers news. They're, they're adding Hawkeye as a first DLC character. Pretty cool. And there's going to be a crossover with Fortnite. Kind of weird that there's no PC crossover. <laughs> it's only on Xbox and PS4. But you get to run around with Hulk hands and break stuff. That's also pretty cool. So that's... Yeah, it does. I am excited for the uh, Avengers game. It does look... When it was first revealed, I was really excited. And then as you watch the footage, uh, the big 20-minute footage of the game, it looked okay. Yeah. Um, but I think they've done a lot more work on 
or they've just shown off more, which looks really fun. Um, and I think it, it's it's not a looter shoot. It's like a co-op game, isn't it? Essentially, um, like you can play, you can do missions together. You can do loads of stuff with co-op things. Now, as I don't know if it's cross-play, unfortunately. Um, well, what's I'm looking to sure. Overall, I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty excited. Yes. But I think that uh, I don't think either of us are, are that interested in talking about this uh, <laughs> over the the other news that the other topic that we just wanted to get back into. <laughs> Um, because I think, because obviously now I've ruined the flow of our previous talk, no, uh, so it's gonna be much worse than it was. But I think when it comes to Xbox Series X and PS Five, I think the the main thing is it's almost at this point trying to compare apples and oranges because they're selling kind of different things. Sony is trying to sell the box, whereas yes. I think Xbox, in Xbox a way, doesn't are kind care. of. Well, does, shooting but. themselves in the foot by not trying to sell the box because what they're really trying to sell is and I and I've heard other people say this and I would have to probably agree based on their arguments they're trying to sell the single best entertainment subscription on the market and I'm I'm including you know streaming services like Netflix Disney Plus um Google Stadia PS Now PS Plus like all of these if you look at anything where you pay a subscription each month across all of entertainment... So best value, definitely, yes. I think the best value and just, I think, the best because you're getting so many hours of entertainment. You can play it with the with now, um, well, come September, with uh, Xbox xCloud. So many X's and so many <laughs> boxes. With xCloud, you're going to be able to stream on your pc your mobile phone your xbox wherever you want you can already play on your pc and your xbox with so many brilliant brilliant games not just that are xbox first first party but you know you can play final fantasy 15 you can play metro exodus just to think of a few uh all the kingdom hearts games so many others that i cannot remember because there are literally hundreds of games on this platform and i think almost Xbox are trying to show people that this is such a great service. They need to kind of convince people that this is what they want to get. This is better than anything you could else you could get on the market. It's yeah, it's certainly you know a fantastic deal. Um, I'm still tempted to get it for PC myself. I haven't done yet. Um, I'm holding out for a few weeks or months uh, to decide. But I think you're absolutely right in that this is the product because. It's open X. All Xbox games now are like coming to the PC, essentially. Um, and people are saying, "Oh, Xbox is you know Xbox is gone. Xbox is like losing sales and stuff." It, Microsoft don't care, you know. Windows PC, all it doesn't matter. It all goes to them. They have they have the monopoly, which is I guess not the best thing if you think about it in that way. Um, but I think you're right. It's, I saw it was a GamesIndustry.biz article. I think it was like the console war, like. It, it doesn't really exist anymore. It's like everyone's winning. Nintendo has its very own niche market. Um, it's not doing that well at the moment, I don't think. But it's still, you know, selling like hotcakes. The PlayStation 5 is becoming like... You want to play the best games. You can only play them on the PS5. Um, yeah. It's the, be- it's the best box for playing games in terms of which games you'll get. They're banking on their high-quality exclusives, you know. Um, and then Xbox, like, look, if you want to play any games... Just buy our subscription. You can play them wherever you want, as you said. And I think the other thing, though, because it's also really hard to tell about the tech at this point, because like 
every every other site seems to say, oh, the PS5 has got the better specs. The Xbox One, the Xbox Series X has on, got the better on specs. On paper, you know, I've had to have a lot of luck in this and the next-gen coverage I do. On paper, yes, the Xbox Series X has the best specs, but it, it doesn't look like it's actually utilised them very well, in my opinion. You know, I know we, we like to meme on Halo Infinite, but they haven't even shown... Xbox has not shown off any gameplay on the Xbox Series X yet. Um, you know, the, the Halo Infinite gameplay was streamed on a PC. It was recorded on a PC. Yeah. Um, and I, that, that's worrying from just from my own perspective. You know, I want to see what games would actually play like on the Xbox Series X. I imagine it'll be very similar, but it's all about sort of transparency and showing how well the games can run. Yeah. And I do think the Xbox Series X's power, which is staggering, is will be limited by the Xbox One um, for two years. You know, you can play 120 FPS on the Xbox Series X in Halo, but ultimately there's so many design choices which will have to be limited because developers are going, well, we have to make these games on the Xbox One. They have to be compatible with current-gen platforms, like 2013 technology. Well, they they might be able to get away with it by, um, you know, what they already do with the Xbox One X, which is you have the game, which can play on both, but then you have this big update. I don't know how big it is, but you know this this big update. Yeah, that is but there's only there's, an Xbox One X patch. There's only everyone, so much stuff you can, you know, um, add into the textures, Xbox One, like um, in terms of rendering issues, design choices. If you want to yeah. make this complex physics engine in, which needs so much processing power, like twelve the te- twelve teraflops worth of power the Xbox Series X has, compared to I think it's three or what like two that the yeah. Xbox One has. You know, it's it's going to be quite hard to... You can't just scale down a physics engine uh, for the Xbox well, One. You, you could work out ways to get away with it. You know, you could make shadows render less well. You could, you know, have fewer particles. You know, if you break, you know, let's say there's some destructible element, maybe in the Xbox Series X, it breaks into, you know, all these cool particles and dust that flows everywhere. Whereas in the Xbox One, it's mm. just like huge chunks of things just <laughs> but it fall just, apart. It, then it just depends. Like, it's just the gameplay experience would be completely different if if destroying stuff you know makes all these elements chain sometimes if the physics engine is like made in a way like where these complex sort of physics i I don't know the words like complex physics mechanics are like you have to have these if to do part of the game and it can only be done on the series x i don't know how they do on the xbox one which is why i'm thinking two years time that's when like i that's why i think fable and it won't come out until 2022 um, in my opinion, just because they are waiting for the Xbox Series X and it will be the powerful Xbox Series X game. Um, I, I think I, I'm really sat on sort of the, the middle of it all because I, it is very difficult because I really like Xbox, and I think that I I really like where they're going with everything that they're doing, but I will agree that I I think that I can definitely see the attraction of the ps5 particularly from just like a couple of the games ignoring everything yeah spider-man i would i i would exactly. probably of all the games for me my top three games are spider-man halo fable or yeah. maybe even fable halo um just based on my personal preferences from the other games in the series it's yeah and it's trying to work out whether that one game on its own because i don't care about god of war i don't care about <laughs> Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, that's that's because you've not played the first ones. <laughs> true, true, but like, uh, it's Spider Man is such a big pull. I think. Yeah, that's that's what I think they're relying on. The only thing that I 
believe Xbox could do, which would work really well. I was trying to think about, oh, what would be the good one for Xbox? I'm trying to think, like, what? Hulk? Because he's green, but he's not that interesting. (laughs) And then it hit me. It's the most obvious. I think maybe, unlikely to happen, but maybe an X-Men exclusive could be the only real... uh, Just because I think, maybe in the MCU era, not the case. But at least classically, the X-Men were marvel's second or at times most popular franchise yeah because, i mean if, um, if you do it well you, you know, know they, can... they had the x-men cartoon the avengers were really not well known the x-men were the really cool ones because they were this really cool political statement on the world they had this much more interesting set of characters you know wolverine is probably the second favorite marvel character after spider-man for many people um and so you could i could definitely see that as a possibility there's the the time with the x i mean yeah i would definitely play an an open world open world wolverine game oh that'll be yeah so i think there's the possibility for these things to happen and potentially with uh the x-men likely joining the mcu because of disney's acquisition of the fox uh entertainment properties would be maybe interesting to see but i think yeah it's, it's all speculation you can't that, well that's not even that's just like a, that's not even real. Fan, but fantasy. I think for now, it could be good. Yeah, for now. For now, very much it is. I think wait and see because also at this point, assuming that I get an okay enough job, I that gaming is my hobby. I can see myself mm-hmm. getting both consoles. I I think it's for it's going to be less about which one do I get and more which one do I use more. <laughs> and so it's it's a, it's an odd thing, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Um... I think obviously not everyone will be in that position. Um, no, not everyone will be in that yeah. position. I think one thing which, if I I know we don't have to talk about politics in this, but if I'm using that analogy, which I have done in the past for this, I think of it as a vote. Um, you know, you you vote with your wallet is essentially what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And when it comes to, imagine if it's like a two-party system, Xbox PC, and PS5, lots of people, when they think about politics, they think, okay, what do I go off? You've got either the tribalism to so like, oh, I've voted Xbox, I voted one part of my whole life, I'll keep doing it, so I've bought an Xbox since I was young, I'll keep doing it now, or essentially like that, you know, it's a habit, it's marketing 101, you know, you get people when they're young, they'll keep buying your products over and over until they die. Um, People will blindly buy Xbox or PlayStation just because they have in the past, and that's what's a no. For other people who aren't as tribal about it, lots of the stuff people, you go off is history so the past projects past policies and it's hard when you look at the xbox and the playstation to go well if policies are games you go okay so what games have we had in the past we've had on the playstation uh the last of us part two ghost of tsushima god of war spider-man horizon zero dawn um death stranding when that was on um i guess cookout days gone but it's not the best in my opinion final fantasy 7 um, all these fantastic exclusives. And then you go, okay, we've got Xbox, what have we got? We've got Halo 5, Crackdown 3, um, State of Decay 2, Sea of Thieves, and... Ori and the Will of the Wisps and Blind Forest. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, isn't it now on other platforms? Um, yeah, well, because um, I think you're very, very right on the games either yeah, have but, come out. Uh, that, yeah, that's essentially with with... You compare the games and people are like, okay, Sony has got has released the best ones. If I want to play the best games, I should put my trust in Sony, at least for now. 
Yeah, I though I wonder if then sort of the the other thing though looking at from because you know all these games are fifty pound games, which is a lot of money mm. to spend. You know, if let's say because Sony put out a lot of games, it's like fifty pounds a month is maybe what you could be willing to spend on a new purchase. Whereas Xbox is saying, well, rather than just spending fifty pounds a month and that gets you one game, what if you spent eleven pounds a month and you get loads of games, including all of our new ones that come out. Oh yeah, it's and a I fantastic from, deal. Because also, another thing to think about, just sort of in in this whole thing, you know, there's the idea that hopefully we'll be in a fortunate enough, fortunate enough position to get both, and there are lots of people that aren't, and there are lots of just people that aren't as into gaming that will only get one. But, because you've also mentioned, you know, oh, you'd get the PS5 because you can get the Game Pass on your PC, but to be able to run some of these games, ignoring the streaming thing, which would require an expensive internet connection, likely, or at least a decent one. Yeah, you, you need... You have a, a decent enough PC that you can run these games yeah. quite well. Whereas for most people, if the Xbox Series X is, what would be a cheap price? Let's say £400. Let's say they're both about £400. That is, you know, under half of what a decent gaming PC costs. And that's when you start hitting, like, uh, you know, sort of... If you know what I mean, so sort yeah. of if someone's trying to weigh them up, it's like, well, I don't have a decent yeah. enough gaming PC this is the one to go with. And if you then, yeah, say that the Xbox Series X is even cheaper if it gets somehow into the £300 range, which I think at that point is absurd, I would be... I don't think they'd sell it for 300 I, I think gobsmacked. 350 will be the very minimum, but yeah. I think Xbox, they'll do a Series S, um, that'll be 350 probably, or something like that. I completely agree. I would be gobsmacked if uh, it sold for... Uh, significantly less than we've seen the. I mean, like, even like the Switch sold at three fifty, so I'd be surprised if it was it. The, I thought it was two seventy. Oh, was it? Was it? Well, maybe I'm thinking in dollars, but the Switch was maybe. I mean, it's it's, it's not even changed in price. You know, you look and you look online. The Switch is still two hundred eighty quid. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think. I mean, for lots of people, of course, you know, the the main draw is the multiplats anyway. Um. So the the Fifas, the Call of Duties, the Assassin's Creeds, these games will come to every platform. Um, exactly. And if if those people prefer the Xbox, which I think a lot of them will, they will just get the Xbox, just because if it is cheaper. But yeah, I get, if it's I get cheaper, what you. If yeah, you've got all these other deals. So I think it's almost what Xbox are trying to push at this point is like we are such a good value for money. And yeah, and then also even if you then ignore that, they've got the Microsoft thing. And it's sort of like, well, Microsoft as a company wins if someone buys Windows yeah. over Mac or Xbox over Sony. So as long as they can kind of fight on both fronts with Game Pass, then it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, I just think what we can't underestimate is the draw of Sony exclusives, you know. People, as much as like they're not the multiplats in terms of those ones, people look at Sony's games and if they do, they're like, I wish I could play this or I can't wait for these games. They are They look fantastic. And lots of people, you know, I think there'll be a lot of people who will be like, I want to play the best games. For 50 quid, yes, but, you know, that is the standard price for games now. Um, as as much as the subscription thing is good, you know, games which aren't on Xbox Game Pass, like all the multiplats, like Cyberpunk 2077, um, all the Ubisoft titles, all the EA titles. Um, when we think about games outside of Xbox and PlayStation Studios, these games will still cost the exact same. Um, and no, true. yeah, I think people will people are still fine with buying fifty, sixty pound games. 
I think when when you look at it, it, it just depends on the lineups. And I really want Xbox to make some great games, you know. Halo, it looks... Well, it's free anyway, I guess. Um, I don't think I'll buy it because I don't really care about Halo campaigns. That's just me. Um, but I really hope it succeeds. I hope it's what Halo fans want. Do I think it will? I don't know. Um, you know I don't know whether I can trust 343 Industries with Halo. Um, and I'm not convinced by what they've been saying about how they're going to improve it over the next few months. Because I think that's what will make or break um, the Halo launch window. If Halo's good, they've got they've got it sealed down, you know. People will buy it just for Halo. But if it looks... If it just does not run well, or it doesn't look very fun, compared to, um, you know, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is just... It is quite hard to beat swinging around New York City in the winter uh, as Spider-Man. So we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see which games do better but i do hope xbox studios come out with some good games in the future um it's well, already, i think yeah there's something about a, an august event i don't know if that was rumored or um i mean oh, i mean there's so many rumors about events you know it was supposed to be august 6th for the ps5 one then it was oh yeah it's going to be on the 13th i think essentially what i've realized is that everyone who says they know when the next event is doesn't you know it's all guesswork no one knows People just assume yeah. they're going to be on the Thursdays, so they just guess every Thursday up until it is. <clears throat> I mean, you do that so many times, you get it yeah. right eventually. That's the thing, you know, what is it? A, a broken clock's wrong twice a day. <laughs> so so uh, that's the age-old age phrase. Um, Very true. You know, I, th- I think the next PS5 event's going to be crucial to see what... I think they need to show gameplay for Spider-Man then, um, and if it looks good, that will cement its position i think that will i think that will definitely swing a lot of votes um i, I don't know if you made that pun already i i, I didn't but i like it was a good one um it, the it won't be shocking if spider-man wins out that's funny because miles Shock. can do like a shocking spider power yes oh it's gonna be uh, okay that <laughs> i'm just gonna stop i could think of probably a few more a few more um, a few more spider-man related puns to come that one bad joke that we've made is what we're going to be remembered by? Fine, fine by me. If you get remembered, well, <laughs> they'll, they'll click back on it. They'll come back to see you. Be like, what are these these awful puns? Let's have a look at them. I should try and think of some pun titles for this week. I mean, the warthog itself is technically a pun. The warthog is a pun um, because obviously you and I both have done uh, have worked on the boar, and um, yeah, we we got annoyed. I think one of so the boar is the University Works newspaper and online publication and i think we were collectively annoyed because last year i was editor and you were deputy editor or one of my two deputy editors and we'd done a layup and there was some uh so a layup is i need to explain so many things a layup is basically just the design of the newspaper page and we designed this page and we were annoyed that some stuff had been changed uh (laughs) in particular i think a headline had been changed so it meant something different yeah i know what it was it was Fortnite. Yep. Thank you. Yes. It was uh it was a bit confusing, but I said that Fortnite is the game of the decade and it had been changed to our game of the decade. Yeah. And it which was, was it very much changed the meaning of the title because if you read the article, uh, you know, it was it was you saying Fortnite's not my not the best game I've ever played, but in terms of its influence and what it's done and how big it's become. It's hard to deny it's the game of the decade, which I read because I, I read the title and I was, I read the title and I was like, I do not agree with that. And then I was reading, I was like, okay, yeah, I make sense. That that is a very 
well well argued point i agree and then yeah it got changed yeah. uh so we we got annoyed about that uh i think there was one other thing uh, i think the previous week you'd done like some tetris blocks I've done as a, stocks. a tetris thing and they call it clip art and i was like what my poor I tetris really cool my poor I, tetris I, I really loved it um so i think we were just jokingly annoyed at all of these changes that have been made and said you know we're going to start a rival thing called the warthog and uh here it is today hey doing this podcast doing our thing speaking of doing this podcast thank you so much for listening that was a another terrible segue but hey we're not known for bad puns we're known for bad segues here that's who <laughs> or what hog are so thank you so much for listening to everything that we've had to say i hope you've enjoyed it if you have enjoyed it please uh share us with your friends if not for them to listen to the whole show maybe they're not into gaming who knows but they're probably going to really like our cool theme song our really cool theme song natural duality was made by joseph mcdade you can find more of their work at josephmcdade.com they do some free stuff they do some paid stuff give it a listen um where do i normally go oh thank you to everybody that all of the journalism uh, journalists and websites that I use today for the news. I'm going to drop links down below. Please give them a click because journalism is a, a dying art and it's useful to support people. Um, I wanted to actually say for the first time in I think this entire show I've used an IGN page. Oh, not not because I did particularly dislike IGN, but just it's odd that I feel like IGN is sort of the one that's synonymous with gaming for many people, and I've I think only just used an article of theirs. The, it's the biggest like page. I think it's got like the biggest reach out of every gaming page. Yeah. Um, IGN. Normally it's been like GameSpot or Eurogamer. Maybe it's because IGN does more general news, so maybe their stuff gets pushed. Yeah, I think I, I, I often use Eurogamer or The Verge. It's quite odd. I, I always... Oh, The Verge is good. Um, we've also got a Metro article this week. I don't think I've used too much because they're not super specific into games. Um, and that's really it. I want to say thanks to Ollie for hanging out, having the debate, and I just knocked my headphones out of my ear. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Um, thank you for hanging out, having a debate, and just being an awesome hey. partner on this show. No, thank you for coming here, you know, defending Xbox so valiantly and just sticking by your guns. I've probably lost. Uh, the Xbox Series X is going to not sell as well as the PlayStation 5. I would. It's, it's fine. It, it's, if, if, if you enjoy gaming on the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, it's all good. You know, console yeah. one. At, at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> who cares? Play games, enjoy games. Care. That That's all that matters. Exactly. That's the message you want to send out. Maybe that's going to be the, head, maybe that's going to be the title of the episode. Oh, who knows? I'll work it out when I'm editing it later. <laughs> uh, but with all of that, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye. Bye.